0: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
1: Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Aaron Goldhammer's get-off-my-lawn topic or issue is people taking notes on the Notes app of their phone. I want to hear from everybody listening. What is your get off my lawn topic? 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. You know what one of mine is? Speaking of phones, I went to see the Barbie movie. It's a masterpiece. I loved it the other the other day. And I hadn't been in a movie theater for a year, maybe. Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, I could not believe how many people were on their phones in the movie. Turn it off for two hours.
2: Come on. I, if it's not an emergency with your kids... Like part of the reason to go to a movie is to escape, so right? I completely agree with you on this. That I have another one. Do you do you auto pay your bills? Some of them, yeah. I don't, and I feel like I should, but I feel the need to like check and make sure that I'm not getting <laughs> overcharged for anything, which I think is kind of an old man. It's kind of an old man move at at 40. I feel like, you know, these 20 year old kids, they're just auto paying everything that they have in their lives and just assuming that it's. Like your credit card, you don't auto-pay, right? That you got to go through item by item.
1: Yes. I I like to look at the transaction receipts. I'm like, okay, this – and some things have different names than what you remember doing. So then you have to go back and think, okay, what was this? Oh, that was that restaurant. Okay, great. So, yeah, I like to go through that. But, you know, certain things like my cell phone stuff, you know it's going to be the same amount every month. Auto-pay it.
2: Why not? I should probably give that up. My uh, Chris Oldak works with us. I I live in Cleveland and, and host a show in Cleveland, and he works with us on the air in Cleveland. He mails all of his bills. What? In the calendar year 2023, he pays not one bill. Michelle, his mortgage payment every Uh -uh. month gets mailed in and he walks to the mailbox and opens the thing and drops the letter. And he mails it in, puts a stamp. The guy keeps stamps. When was the last time you used a stamp?
1: Well, yesterday because I mailed off a birthday card, but when, I
3: have. When's to- the last time you physically wrote a check, like actually wrote a check?
1: Well, that's what I was going to say because I sent a Father's Day card to my dad, and he got it like two weeks ago. And I sent it before Father's Day, which is in June. So clearly, it got tangled in the mail somehow. Imagine having a physical check in the mail that's responsible for your mortgage payment.
2: No, right. way. And All of a sudden, like the bank shows up and is like, give us the house back. And you're like, wait, I wrote the check, but I mailed it in. This is the way the world used to work. Now, the check thing, sometimes I do have a situation where I now that Venmo is a thing, though, I yeah. mean, more than anything else, like I just will Venmo someone as opposed to giving them cash, or writing a check. I don't keep I don't even keep that much cash on me anymore. Um, but I want to get into your you apparently send a lot of greeting cards. Oh,
1: do I don't know how much time we have for this. I am a huge handwritten letter girl. I think writing a note to someone or writing a letter is a lost art. I think if someone gives you a gift or hosts you for something, you need to write a handwritten thank you card. And I send those all the time, including birthday cards to people. I love a handwritten note. And I keep notes that people send to me.
2: I hate to burst your bubble, but if, you know, if you sent me a birthday card, you know, dear Aaron, the show that we hosted on August 9th was so fan. The d- debate that we had about Ron Rivera and Eric Bienemy was so fulfilling. Thank you so much for your support sincerely michelle do you know what i'm doing with that card i'll read it and i'll be like oh that's that's nice do you think i'm saving it they're all going to the same place they're all going to the trash can ultimately i just don't have the space the room and the worst is the worst is the christmas card thing where you send me pictures of your horse and your (laughs) dog and your your kid you're not even in it and you just send the one with your kids like you're basically just bragging to me that you have a better life than I do. So you oh, took yeah. a picture on the, on the cruise that you went on and I'm thinking to myself, all I could do is take my family to a cabin for a night and you got to go on some Disney cruise and you and Mickey and your whole family are in the, that drives me crazy. I, my wife wants to hang those up all over our house. I'm like half of these people don't even know who they are.
1: And in 2023, haven't I already seen your cruise on Instagram or Facebook or something? Do I really need the long letter of you bragging about it? 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. The phone lines are lighting up. We want to hear your get off my lawn topic. Let's go to Scott in Mississippi. Scott, welcome to Canty and Carlin. What do you got for us?
4: So I have, you know, you're talking about um, the, you know, being bill pay and everything like that. I have it set up to where any time my wife uses her debit card, it alerts me with the amount. And I cannot tell you how many times I have texted that woman, seriously, three exclamation points, target again, three exclamation (laughs)
2: points. Scott, you don't trust her.
4: Uh well, I don't – I have it set up. You know, you, you hear about people all the time having their accounts hacked and everything like that. So I, I do it as as I like to think a security measure, but it actually is a way of tracking her spending. Well,
2: Scott, uh,
1: she's buying things for you at Target, Yes. so you know. By the way, at Target, Target.
2: What, what possibly could she be buying? That She's not buying a TV every time. She's buying a bag of Doritos or something, right? Yeah,
1: she's getting you no, a, deodorant or whatever. I mean, she she walks in
4: there $50, $50 in the hole before she gets a bath. <laughs> I mean, it's – They do have everything. You know, it, it's, Impulse it's, you know, purchases? It, it,
2: just like grabbing stuff off the sale area, like before she's even wheeling around? See, if I go to Target – and, Scott, thank you for the call. If I go to Target, Michelle, I got to have a a mission, a focus. Yeah. Right? You got to lock different. in on – it because if I start wandering around, oh, my God, I'm going to get a video game and a, and a book – and, uh, like, you never know where exactly it's going to take you next. I used to have all my furniture was from Target, and oh. I, I assembled it all in my apartment. Half of it fell apart, but I've spent a few hundred for sure. Target is a dangerous
1: place. Even if you go in there with a mission, uh-huh. you can get sidetracked. See, we that's the
2: difference it. between shopping and
3: picking up. See, guys, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a picker, picker-upper. I go oh. in to pick up something. I'm not going in there to shop because if I shop, I'm going to start to wonder and browse. And then before you know it, You're the bill's going to be way too much. So I go in there with the mission. Yes, I have a list and I put it in my notes app on my phone. Shop. And I go in there and I check off the items on the list. I'm going in there to pick up some eggs. I'm going in there to pick up some bread because I'm going to make an egg sandwich later that night. That's my mission. That's my goal.
1: Okay, but what happens when you're walking down the aisle to grab the bread and you see the cookies and cream covered pretzels that are new? You know what I mean? This is what Target nope, does to Shannon
2: is on a mission. It he entices is sticking to that you. list, and if it's not on the list when he walked in the store, he is not buying it. That is laser focus. You're a good man, Shannon.
1: Well, I got to send Shannon to do my shopping from now on. He's Shannon Penn, Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman, Kante and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And the Cincinnati Bengals have a mission. Their mission is to win the Super Bowl. But it's unlikely that they'll be able to get that done if their quarterback, Joe Burrow, isn't under center. We know that Joe Burrow remains out, away from the team, away from training camp because of the strained calf injury that he suffered two weeks ago. And at the time... His head coach Zach Taylor said that Burrow was "quote several weeks away from returning from this injury." So, what's the latest on Joe Burrow? Here is Zach Taylor.
5: He's been
6: great in the meetings, you know, and he does his work with with the trainers and with Joey Bose. Um, so, we'll just continue to progress that
4: timeline. Still the same as it has been. Was there nothing on what expect
6: from him? Well, I mean, the timeline is several weeks from when I said several weeks. So, we'll just remain. We'll let that play out.
1: Several weeks from when he said several weeks. Aaron, how do you deduce or what what, uh, conclusions can you come from, from Zach Taylor?
2: I think a few weeks is less than several. So if he said we're a few weeks away, then I would think he's going to be back for the opener September 10th against the Browns. Okay. The fact that he's still several weeks away from being several weeks away to me means I don't know that they're being totally forthcoming about this injury, Michelle. And I okay. I, I go just on, go on I, the this is how the NFL is now. Guys are constantly hurt. And we don't as a public find out about it. The injury report is full of lies. Right. Don't you think that's fairly in any like, sport? If if you're a
1: local reporter, you hear about injuries that guys are playing through all the time that never make the injury report because, A, they might not be severe enough for them to not play, and B, they don't want the opposition knowing about it.
2: Here's the thing. The Bengals got to play the long game. You know, you you teased us into this by saying they're trying to win the Super Bowl. As someone who wants the Browns to win on September 10th. Okay, okay. Bad idea to play Joe Burrow on September. Now, the next week... Maybe play Baltimore. Maybe you have him out there for that game. In in all seriousness, I don't think that they should play him until he's really, really, really ready. He's the future of the franchise. They're probably about to sign him to the largest contract in NFL history, right. and you're going to rush him back with a nagging injury? I, I think fantasy players look out, I would say, and right now I would guess it's more likely than not that he doesn't play and Taylor Heineke starts September 10th in Cleveland.
1: And that's what Jamar Chase was saying, too, when he made his comments about Joe Burrow, that he wants him to come back when he's ready to come back for good. And mm-hmm. I think that Zach Taylor saying Joe Burrow is several weeks from several weeks, it, that's him letting you know that this is going to bleed into the regular season. I just looked up the definition of several, by the way. Okay. More than two, but not many. So huh. maybe, maybe he sits out week one. And we're totally speculating here, but maybe he sits out week one, make sure he's 110%. He's back week two. It's probably a day-to-day thing determining how When he feels. does he have to
2: be back at practice in your mind? Like, let's say he doesn't get mm-hmm. back to practice till after Labor Day. Would you, you know, I'm would not you start concerned him?
1: about it I, because he had the appendectomy last year. didn't affect him. He was recovering from the knee the year before. They started
2: I, slow, though, right? They were 0-2, and he threw a bunch of picks against the Steelers in the opener last year. They would have won the game if, if Evan McPherson had made an extra point, I seem to remember. But he did not play super great.
1: But even despite that, again, they're playing the long game. So I don't think it's that concerning if he doesn't come back until after Labor Day or if he misses week one, potentially week two. Yeah, it's a really tough situation if you're the Cincinnati Bengals because he is the number one reason that puts you in contention and puts you in a position to win football games. But you're thinking about the postseason. You're thinking about a Super Bowl, not week one or week two. And the the rest of the team has to be motivated to get it done without him.
2: Do you think they could stay afloat for a month without Joe Burrow?
1: Let me pull up the schedule here.
2: Cleveland-Baltimore, I know, are the first two games.
1: Cleveland-Baltimore, weeks one and two.
2: So you start 0-2 in the division. You're probably not winning that division.
1: So here's here's the schedule. Cleveland-Baltimore, tough first two games. The next three versus the Rams at the Titans at the Arizona Cardinals.
2: So if you were to get through those first two, the next three are pretty cupcakey. The Cardinals are the worst team in the league, the Rams kind of stand, who's the third team?
1: Um it's the Rams, the Cardinals and uh the on October 1st they go to Tennessee to play the Titans.
2: So you could probably start 3 and 2, 4 and 1 without them. Right. Looking at that schedule. So if that's me, Whenever Joe Burrow's ready to come back, I might start him in his own training camp. And then, you know, because we've seen other teams do this. The the, the Saints won a couple years ago with Drew Brees on the shelf. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys won. I think they went undefeated or something. They were awesome when Cooper Rush was their quarterback. I remember having conversations on ESPN radio that he was maybe better than Dak Prescott. They were <laughs> winning so much with Cooper Rush as their quarterback. So, you know, I don't know. Heineke's played some games. Is it is that their quarterback or is it Trevor Simeon?
1: I think it's Simeon.
2: Is it Simeon? Okay, then I'm mixing up my Schlubby backup quarterbacks. I apologize.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. They're not schlubby.
2: They're, they're, I'd rather have Taylor Heineke than um Trevor Simeon. But they've both started a little bit in the NFL. Both have a little playing experience.
1: So by the way I just looked up the full schedule. So week seven is their bye. So here's the first six games because we only get the first five. Cleveland, Baltimore L.A. Rams, Titans, Arizona Cardinals, then they go to Seattle. That's the first six games before the bye.
2: Yeah, I I don't think they're, they should be in any rush for this. Uh, Simeon is their backup. Jake Browning would become the backup if Simeon has to be the starter to start the season.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't rush him back either. I think the rest of the team can do a serviceable enough job to get them through the bulk of that schedule before the bye. Why risk it? He is your future. He's your success right now. Let's go to some more calls. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. The topic is, what is your get off my lawn topic? Aaron hates when people take notes on the notes app of their phone. I don't like when people look at their phones a lot during movies. Let's go to Kyle in Kansas City. Kyle, what do you got for us?
4: Man, get off my lawn is people who brag about the success of their fantasy football team, especially when they don't pay for their league, it's not one of those that's competitive. It's like a six-team family league. They get to brag about how they score 240 points. Get off my lawn.
1: Love that, Kyle. Thanks for the call. Aaron, I don't play fantasy football. I have in the past, but I'm not an active player. And nothing is more annoying to me than people being like, oh, I can't believe this happened in the game. I lost my fantasy matchup. I don't care. I'm so sorry. I don't The new care. one
2: is your bets. No one cares oh. about it. Unless you hit like an eight-way parlay for a million bucks, nobody cares. I used to play fantasy when I would open the newspaper on a Monday morning, and I would by hand tally up You know justin siegel justin seidenfeld daniel dubelman all my buddies we had our own team and it was my job to go through and tally up the points for the running backs and do you take emmett smith first or is barry sanders like that was when fantasy was at its all time i actually i'm so get off my lawn the fact that espn.com will tally all the points for you somehow makes it less fun to me
1: really you are that old school. Uh-huh. I appreciate that from you. That is truly get off my lawn. Let's go to Chris in Virginia. Chris, what's your get off my lawn topic? Oh, Chris is not there. Okay. Chris is off his lawn. Chris Chris is off his lawn and he is chilling. All right, um, we did
3: have one, actually. He hung okay. up, but we had Marvell from St. Louis. Oh, my h- people. Shut up. And out. his problem was, his get off my lawn was... When you're at a restaurant and people who have reservations, who arrive at the, rest, the restaurant before their reservation, and they're allowed to get seated before folks who just walk up. Like, he feels as though if you have a reservation, you should be seated at that time, not before your reservation time.
1: If you walk up, you should be seated at that time, not before your reservation time.
2: So, like, let's say my reservation 630. Uh-huh. I get to the restaurant 620. My entire party is there. There's a table available. And it's me who made plans uh-huh. versus someone who just walked in off That's the street. That's what Marvel said. Sorry, Marvel. If you called and made the reservation in yeah. advance, if you planned, then you have clear access directly to the table. That's right? why I,
1: I had to compute that one. I thought I was hearing it incorrectly. If you made the reservation, you have the right away, even if you're ten minutes early.
2: Totally agree. Are you a reservation maker at a restaurant? I am. I, am. See, I like to feel out where I want to go in the moment. So that's my problem is that I don't want to plan five days. Like I think I'm going to want to have Italian on Friday night. No, I want to – when I get to Friday, I want to see what sounds good and then I want to make the move.
1: I like to A, have it as a backup. If, if we have reservations for sushi but we're feeling Italian, we can cancel and then pivot. But I like to have a backup. Also, I like to know what time I need to be ready. If the reservation is at 7, that means we need to leave by 6.30, which means I need to start getting ready by 5.30. It's much more difficult, I think, for women who have to do the outfit and the hair and the makeup and the accessories and pack the bag, get the shoes. You could just brush your hair and be out the door. I need to know a time.
2: If you gave me seven minutes, (sighs) I could go from having just finished working out as if I worked out, which I don't enough, but you know (laughs) what I'm saying. Uh, to being ready to go for dinner for a nice dinner, I'm assuming in seven there's minutes. no
4: shower. Then there's definitely
2: seven. a shower. There's definitely oh, a shower. I could nice. shower effectively in 120 seconds.
1: I don't know if that's enough.
2: Like you yeah, think you I'm going to still be smelling. And walking out? Yeah, I no, think you're just no, kind no, of like no, no,
1: stepping no. in there, tur- turning around again. Now I think Michelle, you might need to be a little shampoo, more thorough in there.
2: Shampoo? Loofa? I have a loofah. <laughs> Use the loofah. Uh, my Aveeno body wash gets involved, Okay. shampoo, and conditioner all in 120 seconds.
1: I don't buy it. I don't buy it either. Either you're not doing a thorough job or you need to be in there longer. You I, need I to am, put the timer on the clock next time you do a look, report back. Look,
2: I'm not that good looking. I mean, I know I'm. there are people who are worse looking than me, but I know I'm not like at the top of the food chain. So one of the things I know I have to do is I have to smell good, and I do smell good every single day all the time. Like, I'm not in a position where I could get away with smelling bad. So I think my friends would tell you that I'm one of the best. You know who's amazing smelling? Tell me. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. Jesse Palmer of oh, ESPN.
1: Oh, right. yeah, he looks like he smells good.
2: Oh, Michelle. He walked into the room a couple weeks ago. I was in the same room as him. And I said, Jess, I was like, dude, what is your – and he goes, it's – because he – you know, Jesse Palmer, first of all, he's gorgeous. He speaks like 13 languages. He's brilliant. He hosts The Bachelor. He's an analyst for college football. And he goes, oh, it's called L'Orage. Like he he (laughs) pronounced something that I couldn't even – I wanted to write it down and I I couldn't even catch what it was. He smelled like – he smelled like you think Jesse Palmer would smell. It lived up to the expectations completely.
1: How disappointing would it be if you met him and he didn't smell good? There's just some people that you know they're gonna yeah. smell good. Jesse yep. Palmer is one of them. You know Give who else you wanna throw in there? Uh, Stephen A. Smith. You know that guy smells good.
2: Always, always you know very well good. kept, always, you know, everything perfectly ironed, <laughs> literally looks like the suit just came out, like just like everything really. Who do you think smells the weirdest? of all of our ESPN teammates. Is that okay. an odd question? Shannon, you know not be asking no. this.
1: Give me the commercial break to marinate on this. Coming back. Who smells the weirdest at ESPN? Plus our ESPN radio NFL two days rolls long. We're going to examine the Dallas Cowboys. How deep of a playoff run do the Cowboys need to go in order for Mike McCarthy to maintain his, maintain his job security. Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman. It's Canty and Carlin. Keep it here on ESPN radio.
0: This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
5: 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: It is time to examine the Dallas Cowboys here on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Michelle Smallman. He's Aaron Goldhammer. And we've been talking about not only football all day, but our get off my lawn topic. So, 888 say ESPN. That's 888 729 3776. If you want to share yours, before we get into the, the Cowboys today, let's welcome in Nui Scruggs, NBC5 Dallas Fort Worth sports director, who joins us now. And, Nui, I know that Shannon Penn, our producer, when he got you on the phone, asked you about a get off my lawn topic. Do you have one that you want to share with us?
6: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All day long. So, I was talking with Micah Parsons, the Cowboys' excellent uh, linebacker, and he was talking about trying to go into the Hall of Fame, and he felt like there's different tiers to the Hall of Fame. And he's like, it's like in basketball, you know? You just mentioned a couple, three names, and then, you know, that those are the guys. So, after I said, what are three names? He's like, come on, man. You know, it was Jordan, uh, LeBron, and Kobe. And I was like, Kareem? Hello? Oh, Kareem? Magic was better than Kareem. Magic played uh, center when Kareem was out. He's a much better player. I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, you know, the man won six MVPs. They changed the rules of basketball for him. He was playing UCLA for three years, won three national championships. His freshman year, he couldn't play. They, his freshman team was beating the team. The varsity team that won the national championship. How do you just discount Kareem like that? And Micah's still steadfast. I'm just like, man, you, can you kids turn on your tape? <laughs> the other one was with Micah was saying, you know what? There's there's not linebackers who can do what I do. He's like, Derek Brooks could, but that's about it. And I'm like, man, you want to turn on the tape of Lawrence Taylor? Yeah. And he talked about coverage and skills like that. I'm like, man, go watch the time Lawrence Taylor picked off a pass and the flat ran it back 97 yards. So... Yeah, I'm that dude who's like, God, young guys, you all have the ability to look at YouTube. Can you turn it on, please? Watch
5: it. There you go. That's well, there great, you have man. it. We love uh, it. I, go I, ahead,
2: Mich- Michelle and I were both looking at each other so engrossed in your take that we couldn't say anything. We were completely speechless. I was I, like, hey, turned on the tape. I agree, especially now that I'm getting to be an older guy. And I remember watching Kareem play when I was a kid, and he gets totally and completely Overlooked. What what would you say? Because it feels like expectations for this team are Super Bowl or bust. How would you describe, Nui, the vibe going on right now at Cowboys camp?
6: Come on, man. It's been a Super Bowl bust going on, what, 26, 27 years? Hammer. I mean, come on. You know, I just, I'm one of those people. Don't talk to me about Super Bowl, okay? I'm that guy because I'm the guy who did cover Jimmy Johnson's last team at training camp before I ended up moving to Cleveland and covered Belichick's team. Um, So I've seen what a Super Bowl looks like. It has not happened yet. This is an organization that just needs to win the division, get into the playoffs, and see where you go and try to be healthy. To try and say, oh, you must win the Super Bowl or XXXY is going to happen. It ain't been done since Bill Clinton was in office. So why do people keep saying, it's Super Bowl or bust? No, that's just what Jerry likes to throw out there. And we in the media eat it up because Jerry wants you to talk about it that way. Stop listening to
1: Jerry. Nui Scrubs, NBC Five Dallas Fort Worth sports director joining us here on KNT and Carlin. Well, Nui, we in addition to talking about Super Bowl or bus, are always talking about the hot seat for whoever the Dallas Cowboys head coach is, and Mike McCarthy's no exception. Do you think there's a certain barometer of success that he has to meet in order for him to keep his job, or do you think he's safe no matter what?
6: Here's the thing about Mike, and, and I really don't think people talk about it enough. He's top twenty all the time in wins. Mike has won the same number of Super Bowls as Sean Payton, and his record as a head coach is pretty much even with Sean Payton. They're pretty much right there together. Mike McCarthy won 12 games the last two seasons. That hasn't been done since Barry Switzer and Jimmy Johnson was coaching this organization, which means that was back since they won Super Bowls around here. He won 12 games last year and had to go without Dak Prescott for five of them. His starting left tackle, Tyron Smith, who was an all-decade player, tore his hamstring Uh, weeks before the first game. So he takes his first-round pick. Tyler Smith, who was playing left guard, never spent one snap playing left tackle at training camp, puts him out there at left tackle, and he basically starts 13 games um, before Tyron ended up coming back. and, And he had a fantastic year. Mike's a dang good coach. He really is. Mm. But to sit up here and say, man, you must get them to the NFC Championship game or you're not going to be here. Look, if you win four games or five games, any coach in this league is going to be in trouble. But Mike McCarthy is a guy that Jerry Jones has trust of. And the other day, we were asking him about Dak Prescott playing the preseason. and I heard Jerry say something I hadn't heard in a while. He's like, I'm going to leave this up to Mike. Normally, Jerry's going to sit around here and tell us what he wants to see. But he was like, yeah, I'm going to leave these decisions up to Mike, which shows me he is gaining the trust in Mike McCarthy in similar fashion to his old friend, the late great George Steinbrenner, had in Joe Torrey that he was trusting things that Torrey was telling him and curbing some of the things that he would talk about in
1: public.
2: Nui, I'm going to paint a picture for you. You know, you can smell the grass. You can feel the cold air of Philadelphia. It's divisional playoff weekend. The Cowboys are down by two. There's two minutes to go. They have one timeout, and Dak is trotting onto the field, first and ten from his own 25. How confident are you that he is going to be able to lead his team down the field in that situation for the game-winning field goal to send the Cowboys to the NFC Championship game for the first time since 1990-whatever?
6: Tell me if the offensive line is healthy. They expect Tyra Smith to be the left tackle, but Tyler Smith hadn't finished a a full season playing 16 games. Now they play 17 in over a half decade, here, almost a decade. Tell me who's playing in these games because that has been an issue. Seriously, guys, that's been an issue for the past 15 years with the Cowboys. They're getting down to the end of the year, and it's a problem. Do I think the quarterback can win games? Yes, I do. Oh, by the way, In the playoff game he had last year, they went down to Tampa Bay. They beat this dude named Tom Brady and company. But nobody cared about it because the next week he had a bad game against the San Francisco 49ers, and the team didn't get the job done. He's not a bum. He's not a scrub. But he also is not Patrick Mahomes. Oh, by the way, who is? He's not Aaron Rodgers. Oh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers is the first ballot guy. They might as well put the bus down in Canton, Ohio, right now and get ready to dust it off. He's a damn good quarterback. Is he elite? Is he the guy that you say, hey, man, he doesn't need great receivers like Patrick Mahomes? No. But what they do have this year, Hammer, they did improve the receiving core. Because last year, when you walked out on the field, they had the worst receiving core against basically everybody they played. It was CD and the Maybes last year. So... When it comes down to the, the playoffs, he's going to be scrutinized the same way that we saw Dirk Nowitzki. And until you win it all, oh, by the way, like Dirk Nowitzki did 2011 with the Mavericks, you will be criticized. It comes with the job of being the Dallas Cowboy quarterback.
1: Great insight Newy- into the oh, Dallas Cowboy. Oh, sorry. Go
2: oh, ahead. I was going to say, Nui, I love you. OK, you didn't answer the question. Do you, do you trust Dak to lead him down or not? <laughs> I, I got to pin you down. Before we let you go, I got to pin you down. Would I bet a dollar on it? Sure, I bet a dollar on it. But I also <laughs> bet this- a dollar. I- what about, I- about I- a hundred? I've
6: this- right, I've done this long enough to know that yes, it could happen. Yes, it couldn't. But until you do it, it doesn't. I mean, I, I did this game with Dirk Nowitzki when I worked in LA, and and with Shaq. When I got there, to- I got there with Shaq and Kobe were here. It was the same thing with Shaq. Until these guys do it, the criticism is legit, and you have to go out there and get it done. Because remember the time Shaq said, hey, I've won everywhere except college and pro. Man, he got killed for it. And I got killed for it for believing in Shaquille kill him. Do I believe in Dak Prescott? I do believe in him. But I also know this. He has to have help. Last year's receiving corps was not enough help for him. Right now, his offensive line is an issue. Do I believe the quarterback can win there with the head coach? I do believe they can win. But at some point in time, they got to go out and do it. I can't sit up here all day long and say, "Hammer, Michelle, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen." Go out here and do yeah. it because that's what we need in America. You got to go show
2: everybody you can get it done. And until New, then, the, Newy, the criticism is legit. Nui, the what, what I took from this answer is no, you don't trust Dak Prescott to take him down. You said you'd bet no, a dollar, I, and no, you said you, you, I, I don't get a great deal of confidence from you when you say you'd bet a dollar. But and then Michelle goes, but a hundred, and you it didn't sound like you wanted the hundred.
6: No, I, I didn't. I didn't hear Michelle say 100.
2: No, I put 100 on it. Yeah. Oh, okay.
6: I I believe you can win with the quarterback. I do. Shady McCoy was trying to pin me down the other day, the same thing. I believe you can win with Dak Prescott. But the problem is you guys want me to sit around here and put it all like, hey, man, he's Mahomes, he's Tom Brady. No, bro, you ain't showed us that yet. You know, the criticism is fair. Can he do it? Yes, he can do it. But he hasn't showed it to us. Like I said, I did this with Shaquille O'Neal when I covered him. And I believed in Shaq and he eventually got it done. But it was a couple years he didn't get it done. And they were swept out of the playoffs. So it's legitimate criticism. At the end of the day, until, until you show us, you're going to say no. It's Yoda. Do or do not. There
1: is no trial. Newey Scruggs, he would bet $100 on Dak Prescott to get it done. I'm glad we ironed that out. He's NBC5 Dallas-Fort yes, Worth sports director. Follow him on social media at Newey Scruggs. Thanks for the info, Newey. We appreciate the time.
2: Thank you, bud. Appreciate it.
6: Hammer, next time you see my boy Matt Underwood Cleveland, tell him I said what's up. Will do.
1: 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 729 What's your get off my long topic? We're going to hear from you coming up next. Plus, why are so many more pitchers getting hurt in today's baseball? All that next, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio.
0: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
5: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better.
1: But how much confidence do you have in Dak Prescott when the lights are the brightest and the pressure is on? Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Michelle Smallman. He's Aaron Goldhammer. We just wrapped up a great conversation with Nui Scruggs, who is the sports director at NBC5 in Dallas-Fort Worth. We were talking about the Cowboys as our ESPN Radio NFL 2 days rolls along, and we discussed the Dallas Cowboys. And yeah. we asked him how much confidence he had in Dak. He said he would bet a dollar. Then we said, what about $100? And he said, okay, $100.
2: It took him a little longer to say yes yeah. to the 100 You had to, to push fair. him on it. You had okay. to push
1: him on it, which was good. But Aaron— how, would you bet $100 on no, Dak? No, Oh, no, not
2: no. 100 I am about to say something. Ex- are, are we recording back there at uh, ESPN Radio? Because I want to put this on wax. Oh, I wanna, okay, the tapes. Are uh, they What Let rolling? the kids say. I would rather, with two minutes to go in a big game, have healthy Jimmy Garoppolo than healthy Dak Prescott. Whoa. I Whoa. just think he has the ability to deliver in those moments and has proven it to me over the course of his career that he's worth being trusted, not take away October against the commanders. That That's obviously based on the numbers you'd rather have Dak Prescott than Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm saying who do you trust with the season on the line and the ball in their hands? And I would oh. trust Jimmy G over Dak Prescott.
1: But the fact that you even threw those two names together, and I'm not trying to – disrespect Jimmy Garoppolo in any manner. He has been in the playoffs. We've seen him get it done in big moments. Yes, more than Dak
2: Prescott has. But
1: statistically, Dak Prescott is a far superior quarterback to Jimmy Garoppolo. I know that he's dealt with injuries, but I think on the surface, a lot of people would be shocked that you would pick Jimmy G over Dak in that moment. But we've seen Dak have issues when it comes to... You know, getting it it I,
2: I work done For in cowboy fans, I worry that Dak Prescott is just NFL purgatory. He's not bad enough to replace, but he's not good enough to get you there, and then you're just kind of stuck. So you wouldn't bet a hundred dollars on it? No, no way. No, I wouldn't Man. bet a dollar on it.
1: Not even a dollar.
2: See, yeah, I'd bet a dollar.
1: I'd bet a hundred. I wouldn't bet a thousand though. That's for sure. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. And coming up next. Ron Rivera clarified his comments that he made about Eric Bieniemy and his coaching style. We're going to get into it. Keep it right here on ESPN Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.